Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better. To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Time. Little Stevie Ray Vaughn here for you on your Friday. Hope you have a phenomenal week. We're ending our week in fine fashion. We're down here at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Nuana's now live on behalf of Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana gals are down here handing out prizes. They have all sorts of stuff for you. And if you place a bet on the Sportsbet Montana kiosk, then you will be entered to win the grand prize here. Uh, at the Desperado. So come on down, Sportsbet Montana. Proud partners of ESPN Radio in the city of Missoula and throughout the Treasure State. Bunch of stuff coming at you, including a continuation of our senior spotlight coming up. And also about half an hour from now, pizza. It's Friday Pie Day presented by Front Street Pizza in Missoula. So stay tuned about 530 giving an opportunity to win a large pizza from Front Street Pizza in Missoula. Back like you never left. Brooks Nuanas here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, doubling up your Nuanas now. Brooks, my brother, my 
best friend and uh, our my partner at SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Got some good new features up there. I got all of our podcasts flowing in there, whether it's the Nuanas Now podcast or the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. I had a fun spring ball recap with Ty Gregory a couple weeks ago on the Big Sky Breakdown. Also had a fun uh, collaboration interview with Sam Herder of Hero Sports. A little, uh, I guess about two weeks ago now as well. And uh, got some other stuff coming down the pipe. We are going to reignite our Big Sky Figures to Remember series. We're going to have a podcast extension of that series with our great friend Krista Redpath, who's our women's basketball analyst uh, as a collaboration between ESPN Montana and Skyline Sports. we got a bunch of stuff coming down the pipe, so be sure to check it out, Skyline Sports mt.com thanks so much for all your patronage already and uh, be sure to check out all of brooks's great photos as well got some fun news coming up with the photo side of things uh, probably by the fall as well so stay tuned for all that well before we can talk any big sky conference stuff we got to talk some nba playoffs the eastern and western conference finals will have both begun by the time tonight uh, is finished the eastern conference finals got underway last night with miami a convincing and statement win over the boston celtics and then tonight the dallas Mavericks play at the Golden State Warriors and uh, sort of fun to have a playoff field without a lot of the familiar faces so we'll start there Brooks what have you thought of this NBA playoffs in general because I think there was a lot of uh, a lot of people that were kind of tenuous about it with no LeBron James and Kevin Durant getting eliminated in the first round and no Damian Lillard and you know many of the most marketable brand name talented players in the league not in the playoffs yet this has been a great showcase for a lot of guys uh, that maybe are rising through the ranks as stars so what have you thought of the playoffs to this point I thought the playoffs have been great man the NBA is just in such a good spot I think you hear that nationally locally a lot you hear that saying how good the NBA is right now it ebbs and flows, all pro sports do. You know, there's been peaks of the NFL and, and Major League Baseball as of late that are now, in my opinion, kind of Major League Baseball in particular, a little bit down. The NHL goes through it at times. The NBA is no different, but it's a star-driven league, and right now there are some emerging stars. As you mentioned, the last generation is kind of transitioning into a different part of most of their careers. Some of them already, you know, 18, 19, 20 years in the league, so that's no surprise. Um, but... LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Chris Pauls of the world are looking like they're probably in the twilights of their career, and that's not a that's not a bad thing because man, those guys have played some really really important games and some huge playoff moments for each and every one of them. You know, three of the top uh, thirty players of all time, uh, maybe top twenty five players of all time. I just named, and Kevin Durant and LeBron James, two top ten players of all time. So no surprise that they're starting to transition kind of towards the latter part of their careers, and now we have star driven league, man. And you said. Not as many household names in this playoffs. Well, all five of the top five NBA MVP vote-getters are in this playoffs. That includes guys like Giannis Antetokounmpo, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker's of the world, Joel Embiid and, and Nikola Jokic, obviously the top two vote-getters with Jokic taking home the MVP, all in this playoffs. So it's been quite a fun time so far. Yesterday, I played a little game with myself when it comes to the NBA playoffs. But I only got halfway through it. I played the, this team will win the conference finals if, and I went through the four teams. But let's do the retrospective of, of the teams that are out first, and then we'll get to that. So there, we were in the round of eight, the uh, conference semifinals, as it were, 
leading up to this last weekend and the four teams that were eliminated, Milwaukee, the reigning NBA champions, Philadelphia, a, a resurgent team that had a great year but sort of fell flat uh, down the stretch, the Phoenix Suns, who had perhaps the worst Game 7 loss in NBA history. It's certainly on the list. If it's not the number one, it's one of for sure, both in the fact that they just got absolutely pounded, but also that they just didn't show up. I mean, I was playing golf, and I didn't realize what was going on in the game, and you texted me and said that uh, Spencer Dinwiddie already has more points than the entire Suns team, and then you're like, man, the Suns are down 30. I was just totally blown away. And then we also have the Memphis Grizzlies, who's one of the great young teams. Uh, in the league, but uh, sort of hit a wall there against Memphis or against Golden State, excuse me, especially with John Morant uh, getting hurt. So we'll start with this. The loss means what for the Milwaukee Bucks? What does it mean for the defending champions? Where are we at with the Bucks after they fall short against the Celtics? It just means that they're burned out. I mean, what a run for the Milwaukee Bucks winning a title with an up-and-coming star like Giannis that put him, launched him into the stratosphere of NBA stardom. And then to come out and Chris Middleton, the biggest injury of this NBA playoffs so far by quite a lot. Luka hurt his calf for the Dallas Mavericks. That could have been it. Came back after two games. Chris Middleton missed 10 playoff games. And man, did it hurt the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis was so burnt out and so tired. There were possessions where he would hit the deck, diving for a loose ball or getting taken down in a rebounding situation. He would just lay there and stayed on the floor. Giannis, the, the biggest freak athlete we may have ever seen in the NBA or in pro sports, period, was burned out. And in you know, game six, there was five minutes left on the clock, and Giannis was on the bench just due to being tired. So there, I'm not surprised that the Bucks, after that big-time NBA championship run, lose uh, you know, their second-best player in Chris Milton, one of the most diverse players offensively who can create his own shot in the NBA. Uh, not surprised that the, the, the Bucks burned out. They'll come back stronger next year. I mean, the Bucks are a contender for the next – a handful of years. Giannis is locked into a good, a big contract, but a good contract where they'll be able to facilitate some pieces. So the Bucks will be back stronger than ever. Nuana is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Brooks Nuana is joining us. Maybe you're listening in on the ESPN Montana app. If you don't have that in your life, get it in your life. Great way to stream or listen to this show, either live or archived on any of your mobile devices. And you can also uh, find Grizz Lacrosse, Grizz Hockey, and a bunch of other fun stuff upcoming. Those announcements are coming at you by the end of the summer, so stay tuned for that as well. Okay, so Brooks, what does this loss mean for the the Philadelphia 76ers? A great year, uh, despite Ben Simmons no-showing for the whole season. They got rid of that issue and seemed to fix a a little bit of their chemistry. But then the more things change, the more they remain the same. The Sixers fall flat. James Harden falls flat. So where are we at with the 76ers? The Sixers are in a really tough spot because they have a contract negotiation with James Harden pending. and They're the only team that can offer him the super, super max, which is something around four years for $250 million. Uh, maybe it's five years. Regardless, every other team in the league can offer him about $40 million less dollars. So will the Sixers give him that? I don't know how they just let him walk. They're not going to trade Ben Simmons, take on Harden, and not try to re-sign him at least for a sign-in trade, if not to keep him, keep him close and, and, and on that team. I don't think that's what James Harden wants. So that puts the Sixers in a very tough position of losing both assets within a matter of six months. Um, you get James Harden, he's not the same player that he was. I think everyone can see when you watch James Harden, he had one good game in this playoffs. He's lost so much burst. And he's a guy that, what, 
while not maybe the most athletic guy at the rim, had so much talent with his footwork and his ability to get to the spots that he wanted. A lot of that has changed for him. So he's, you know, what Joel Embiid called a playmaker now. And, and that's not necessarily what James Harden's been in his career. I think the Sixers are in a really tough spot. I think that, you know, Doc Rivers is probably not going to coach that team next year. We'll see. That, that is definitely pending. Um, but you have Joel Embiid, one of the five or six best players in the league. When you have a transcending talent, one of the better big men in this century, I think that you always have a chance. But there's a lot of pieces missing around them due to that trade. You know, they lost Seth Curry, a couple different pieces, especially if you lose Harden. I don't like where the Sixers are kind of sitting right now. I think Embiid is prone to being burned out, as I mentioned with Giannis, even more so than most stars in the NBA just due to his size, his physical stature. The playoffs are going to be hard for Joel Embiid to grind through and win 16 games in, in a matter of you know six to eight weeks. Um, so I think that the Sixers, unless they can find a different star to pair with James Harden, you know, someone like, or excuse me, with Joel Embiid, someone like uh, C.J. McCollum, maybe someone that was on the market that they did not go after, I could see the Sixers, uh, you know, not coming back as strong next year. How about in the West? What does this mean for the Memphis Grizzlies? Because they had a great year charging all the way to the two-seed. John Morant, the most improved player in the league. thought Jaron Jackson showed very well uh, what he could become, what he has become, and what he could become as well. Uh, Desmond Bain is looking like a guy who could be a potential breakout star. I like the construction of their roster and all of it. So maybe this is the the least of the quote-unquote drama. I think that uh, maybe not much to say about Memphis besides just keep on charging, right? Yeah, but, I mean, you still have to take the next step. They're not good enough yet. They think right now it's all, you know, looking in a, in a crystal ball. You're predicting the future with so much of this stuff. And these guys talk a lot of smack like they made it. Like, this is one of the best two or three teams in the league, and it's clearly not. Um, John Morant's going to have to stay healthy. You know, he, he flies to the rim. I mean, there is no one that, that takes off and elevates like him in, a, in recent NBA memory. I mean, you know, the Derrick Rose comparison is apt. Look what happened to Derrick Rose. You know, I mean, he wasn't physically the same after his second or third year in the NBA. And a lot of that's just due to the stature. You know, John Morant's 6'2", 175 pounds. He ain't that big of a guy. Uh, That can be a challenging uh, task to take on as the number one ball handler, shooter, creator. Um, I love everything the Grizzlies have. I love Jared Jackson. Dylan Brooks played really well this year. Kind of a feisty, you know, upstart defensive guy. And as you mentioned, Desmond Bain has definitely took the next step this year. He's becoming uh, a, a second option, especially on offense, but a good two-way player. Again, you talk a lot of smack. I mean, you, you've got to start winning in the playoffs. They've only done, you know, been there once. We'll see how that goes. Continue to charge, sure. Uh, you still have to keep that culture intact and continue to get better. Uh, I think that the, they, they have every, all the pieces in place to do so. Uh, there's no reason to doubt them. But the NBA is uh, is definitely not a futures game. It's it's what what have you done for me lately, and what do you have today, right now, not necessarily in the future. And then the Phoenix Suns, they had one of the great two year runs in the regular season that we've ever seen. Back to back sixty win years is nothing to sneeze at. I think there's only been fourteen teams that have ever done that, and their sixty four wins, I believe, are the seventeenth most in NBA history. But of teams that have won at least 64 games, I believe they're either the third or fourth team 
that has not made it to the NBA Finals. And so largely, for a team with expectations, it's a disappointment. And then you throw in the fact that they had a Game 7 on their home court and they got absolutely drilled. They got annihilated by the Dallas Mavericks. It was never competitive. I mean, the game was over within the first, what, 15 minutes of the game? I mean, they only scored 10 points in the second quarter. Complete embarrassment. So, um... Where are we at with Phoenix? Because, as you mentioned, Chris Paul is getting down to the end of his career. They do have good pieces, but they also seem to be lacking something. What is it that they're lacking, and where? what's next for the Phoenix Suns? Well, they're lacking, I, I believe, a little bit of continuity on defense. I, I think that that is Chris Paul becoming older. Chris Paul is an all-league defensive player, one of the five or six best defensive players at his peak in the NBA. You know, one of the best uh, steel guys in NBA history, even lacking in stature, Chris Paul is arguably the best defender at his position for a very long time. That is over. That has gone by the wayside, especially with the way that teams now put big bully ball point cards on ball, even if that's not their, their mentality. Of course, that happens with Luka, a 6'9", 240-pound guy. Chris Paul got put into 26 high ball screens in game seven. 26. The average in the league for a point guard on defense is 13. 26 times they switched, They tried to switch him on to Luka. That is, a, that, that is a formula for failure. So I think they are out on, on DeAndre Ayton. I think that they're going to move him. They're not going to sign him to that second deal after his rookie contract, which is crazy. They more or less said that. James Jones said it. Uh, Devin Booker said it. Devin Booker in the postgame said, we want what's best for DeAndre, especially for his mentals, saying that this guy is not wanting to be here more or less, and we don't necessarily want him here. So that leaves you with Chris Paul aging and then Devin Booker, who I mentioned is a top-five MVP candidate this year, I think one of the 10 or 12 best players in the league. What are they missing? I think probably giving him the ball a little bit more, letting him have the show. I think that's probably the next step for the Suns. Brooks Nuanas here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, or maybe the ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for tuning in, no matter what you're tuning in like. We are coming to you live from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. You're listening to this on a Friday. We're recording this on a Wednesday. we got to tell you what day it is when we do the pre-record stuff. But we are live from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill on behalf of Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana. Uh, an awesome new addition to the sporting scene in Missoula. The Desperado has a, f- a sporting bet, uh, sports bet Montana kiosk that you can come wager on. And uh, if you come down here, you'll get some lessons on what money lines are, over-unders, parlays, point spreads, how to use the machine, how to use the app. Come on down, hang out with us here at the Despo. We'll be here until 7 p.m. So come kick it with us. All right, let's talk about the teams that are left, Brooks. Uh, as we do this right now, there's been a couple games that we won't will not have gotten to but we'll have one game in the books each uh for the eastern and western conference finals but the eastern conference finals a statement win for the miami heat jimmy butler 41 points a phenomenal defensive effort the celtics were shorthanded they were without marcus smart and al horford last night but a great opening to the eastern conference finals if you're miami uh, how much do we read into this? Was it a Miami going out and taking it? Was it a hangover for Boston coming out of Game 7 when Miami did not have one? And what do we think of this series overall? Because these two teams, uh, definitely an interesting matchup, uh, sort of a new-to-the-scene superstar in Jason Tatum leading the Celtics, and a really underrated and sort of chip-on-their-shoulder type team with the Miami Heat. Yeah, it's going to be a, a knockdown dragout series. So the, the Miami Heat came and blitzed them. You know, they did the same thing that the Bucks did to the Celtics 
um, in the beginning of that series. They pressured the ball. You know, when the Celtics get sloppy on ball, ball handling, especially for a guy like Jason Tatum, I mean, they were picking pockets at half court. It was the it was heat culture at its finest. It was the it was the heat being tougher than everybody. The heat being led by Jimmy Butler. None of that's surprising. The Celtics play the game seven on Sunday. Two days later, they're in Miami at the number one seed at home. Of course, they lose that game. I mean. I think the Celtics are a more talented team. I think that's probably clear. You know, you take the top. Without Kyle Lowry for the Heat, who's been battling an injury, it's, a, I think, a hamstring. He's battled that for years. Um, you know, you, you take a guy like Jimmy Butler um, and then a, a nice supporting cast. I love Bam Adebayo. I think Tyler Hero's a good player. But I think that Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Smart is, is a, a much better front, you know, front, front three scoring options as well as, uh, amazing on the defensive end. And then you start to add in some role players from the Celtics. So I still think that the Celtics are a better team. I'm not necessarily surprised they lost this game, but there was times where they you know, were up at half in the second half that the Celtics were up at half in the second half that Heat were handling them. So I think it'll probably go to at least six, seven. Um, we'll see how it plays out. The Heat, man, I, w- I, I wouldn't underrate them as far as their toughness goes. And how about the Western Conference Finals, the Mavericks? They got the dude. They got the coach, Luka Doncic, proving he's one of the best players in the league. Jason Kidd proving that he can definitely match wits with anybody X's nose, particularly defensively. You sent me a great article analyzing his defensive prowess and the things that Dallas has done. And I think that's sort of the story of two of these teams in this Final Four. The Celtics really struggled under Ime Adoku uh, for the first three months of the season, and then they really turned the corner once it clicked, once they uh, acclimated to his coaching style and his defensive demands. And it's the same thing with the Mavs. The Mavs were sort of up and down for the first couple months of the year. And then once they hit it, and then once Luka just sort of blossomed into what is uh, perhaps the most dangerous offensive player in basketball right now, the Mavs have really been rolling. All that said, though, the Golden State Warriors are the tried and true, the proven dynasty of the last decade in the NBA. So how do you break down this Western Conference Finals? What do you think of this matchup? Well, I mean, it, the Warriors are playing really well. I think the entire season they were in the top, you know, five, six, seven teams in the NBA. No one was thinking about it. No one was like, the Warriors have a good chance to win the finals this year. Nobody said that, ever. Now come playoff time, I mean, who has a better chance than the Warriors? Well, the issue that they're going to run into right now is the Mavs. And the Mavs might have a better chance because of the player you mentioned, Luka Doncic. I mean... Luca has a different level, and nobody can actually mess with it because of his ability to pace. He can go at a, a snail speed and get 40 on you. He doesn't need to get to a certain spot. He can go and get hot from any spot. He can take you to the post. He can hit from mid-range. He can facilitate when he needs to, and they are going to just high ball screen the absolute heck out of the Warriors. The biggest issue for the Warriors right now, in my mind, is Jason Kidd. You know what Jason Kidd likes to do? Is think that he's still a player. You know who Jason Kidd likes to attack? Defenders like Steph Curry. He's going to find a way in every single game, in every way possible, to get Klay Thompson, who is a shell of himself defensively, and Steph Curry to be on Luka Doncic. And that is an issue for the Warriors. The best case scenario is you keep... Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green on Luka Doncic, and those are bad case scenarios for the Ma- or for the Warriors. So I think the Mavs have a heck of a chance. The Warriors are going to shoot themselves to win 
you know, get hot offensively and shoot to win two games. I can almost guarantee that, right? Steph Curry's going to come out and play well at least a couple games. But there's going to be some games where the Mavs play really tough and, and keep it tight. So I could see this thing going the distance, you know, at least six, if not seven, the same as the East. But, man, I don't know who I'd put my money on. But the Mavs are an issue, especially with some of the size that they can play um, coming off the bench and in their front line. Brooks Duanas, Duanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, ESPN Montana app. We're coming to you live from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. All right, let's talk about NFL draft real quick before we let you go, Brooks, because we haven't been able to touch base on it because the draft happened right as my vacation commenced, and then I was gone, and then we had a short week last week, and so now here we're back at it. So it has been a couple weeks, but uh, we have not gotten your takes on it. So uh, first and foremost, I know you were watching on the Friday night of the NFL draft, and you watched the man Troy Anderson, Dylan Product, Montana State legend, go number 58 to the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, you and I have been having some fun text conversations, just talking about comps and comparisons and, and where Troy Anderson might fit in. And it's just so interesting because every guy we can possibly compare him to, we say, man, hate to say it, it's crazy to say, but he's more athletic than that guy because he is. He's more athletic than almost everybody, period. He will be a top-level athlete in the big in the, uh, in the NFL just like he was in the Big Sky Conference. But what do you think of the fit uh, in Atlanta? Maybe not culturally or, you know, from a, a city perspective, but more just the, the franchise, the scheme, and, and where Trey Anderson lands with the Falcons' defense. I mean, I think it's great, and they, they went and got him, you know. I mean, that, that was a pretty high draft pick. Um, I thought he could have gone 10 picks earlier. I, I may be citing this wrong, Colter. I think he was the sixth or seventh linebacker taken, which is exactly where I would have pinned him. So the number of the draft pick doesn't really pertain as much to, like, the position group. and It looked like linebackers just started to slip a little bit, and that's where someone could sit back and wait for a guy like Troy Anderson. I think it's a good fit. You know, I was listening – extensively to, you know, a bunch of uh, personnel guys and, and their head coach and, and Falcons people talk about their depth chart and stuff. And, and they, they they see Troy Anderson as a day one starter. You know, they mentioned their entire linebacking crew, except Deion Jones in the press conference I listened to. And Deion Jones is the incumbent starter at Mike. He's been there for six years. A really good player, a guy that I like a ton, an LSU product. He only played one year in college, more or less. He's kind of a special teams guy. 6'1", 240, can run. Um I could see him being a great mentor to Troy, but then I started to realize that maybe that they're trying to replace him. Six years in the NFL for a, a little bit of an undersized guy, you know, that's kind of the max. It's kind of how long you get to play. You usually go you know, bounce around to another team or two, but guys that aren't perennial all pros don't necessarily make it a whole lot longer than six, seven seasons. So I could kind of see Trannerson being a plug-and-play right now. I mean, Dean Pease is their defensive coordinator, and, We'll see what that scheme looks like with Choi, but um, I hope that they get to move him around. I hope he doesn't just play Mike. I hope he gets a little wheel action, and we'll see if they continue to play that 3-4. But they're, they're, they're uh, or sorry, rather a 4-3, a pretty traditional front. Um, we'll see what they, what, what, what they can produce because up front they are pretty good. So we'll see if Choi can get loose and run around a little bit. And how about the rest of it when it came to both FCS and Big Sky Conference guys drafted? The third FCS guy off the board was Christian Watson of North Dakota State, a guy that people are familiar with around these parts. He went number 34 overall to the Green Bay Packers. So did Samari Torre, a former Grizz wide receiver who spent his last year at Nebraska. He was a seventh-round pick by the Packers. We also had Deron Bland former Sac State corner who finished his career at Fresno State. He was a fifth-rounder by the Dallas Cowboys. 
Braxton Jones, big offensive tackle out of Southern Utah. He was a fifth rounder by the Chicago Bears. And then one of our favorites, Daniel Hardy, a defensive end out of Montana State. He went in the seventh round to the L.A. Rams. And uh, probably the other guys that were on our radar because we watched them live last year were Pierre Strong of South Dakota State, Cordell Volson, Pierre Strong, a running back, Cordell Volson of North Dakota State, an offensive tackle. Uh, and Zion McCollum from Sam Houston State, who's a defensive back, plus Chris Oladokun, who uh, was a quarterback from South Dakota State who went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So what did you think of sort of just the rest of the Big Sky and FCS flavor of this NFL draft? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was great, man. There was a lot of guys taking, and um, it was really cool. I mean, it continues, the FCS continues to get more recognition, and, you know, that has to do with some of the transfer stuff, and there's a lot more drop-downs now, and, uh, you know, guys want to play football and guys will be found. That, that classic saying is that if you can play, they'll find you. I think that's becoming more, you know, could it be more true than than this year and, and the years moving forward? Um, I thought Zion McCollum from Sam Houston slipped a little bit as well as Volson from North Dakota State, the big offensive tackle. I thought both those guys would have gone a little earlier. But heck, man, you get drafted in the NFL, it's really hard to complain. Uh, Christian Watson was a guy I got to see up close in person. You know, I stood six feet from him for 20 minutes watching him warm up in the national championship game. Uh, and, man, he's an impressive athlete. He could have gone very high as well. There was a big run on wide receivers there, the kind of middle to late of the first round, six receivers went. I thought he could have been one of those guys, but, um, you know, high second-round draft pick is hard to complain with. Uh, the FCS got, you know, I, I think it's it's really exciting for people who, like us, who, who spend, you know, dedicate most of our lives to FCS football to see its progression and see, you know, when you see a guy on the field, as you mentioned, Colt, the guys that we get to see um, live, and you say, that guy's league. That guy is, is a real-deal NFL player. When you see it come to fruition, it gives you a little bit more uh, perspective and confidence in, in, in your ability to, to evaluate and scout players. And, and that was really fun to kind of see that process be fulfilled. Best in the business, Brooks and Wanda, SkylineSportsMT.com. Stay tuned. We'll also have a Bobcats by the Numbers and a Grizz by the Numbers podcast coming out of Spring Ball where we just go through the roster and give you some quick hitters about each and every guy that's currently on both the Montana and Montana State football roster. So stay tuned for that. SkylineSportsMT.com. In the meantime, Brooks, thanks for making time for us today, man. Appreciate it. And uh, have yourself a phenomenal weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Colter. And uh, team sports are still rolling. But guess what? It's golf season. Gotta love it. Who you got in the PGA Championship? Oh, man. Someone who's never won it. That's what I'll say. I'm going to sprinkle uh, a little money on um, Xander Shoffley because Xander Shoffley was terrible until he was unbelievable last weekend. He was going to miss the cut, and then he went basically 24 under in his last, I believe, 45 holes. So he comes in very hot. I think I got some Xander Shaffley action coming and uh, maybe some usual suspects as well. I can't ever help myself without sprinkling a little money on Dustin Johnson to get in the top 10. So uh, those are kind of my two guys uh, heading into this PGA Championship. Minus 24 under in 48 holes, is that good? I I don't don't know. (laughs) It's kind of like me and you. He can almost compete with us. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Southwick's going to win a lot of majors. Yeah, I mean, you know, I always love John Rahm, too, so I'm going to always sprinkle some money on him. Short swing, compact, big and powerful. Got to love it. Got to love it. Brooks Duanis, guy on SportsMT.com. We'll talk to you soon.
Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This summer and in the next couple months, the one that I am perhaps the most excited for, certainly on uh, towards the top of my list, the Tedeschi Trucks Band. Thanks so much for being here. Nuana's now ESPN Radio. We're down here at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Sports Bet Montana hosting a big event, so come on down, place your sports bets, and get entered to win a grand prize that includes... A brand new set of AirPods. Well, how about this? Twice in one week, we get our favorite segment of the year, Senior Spotlight, kicked off. Yesterday, we heard from Jake Rendina, a senior at Kalispell Glacier, who's headed to Army to play football. Today, we hear from Rhett Reynolds. He's a senior at Shelby High School up there on the Montana High Line. He's coming to the University of Montana to play basketball. Rhett, thanks so much for joining us, man. How you doing? Great. Thanks for having me on. And Yeah, I'm doing great. We'll start with the here and now because you are a phenomenal basketball player and, and you're going to pursue that sport in college. But it is the middle of track season, and you've had a great track season so far. Top high jump in the state of Montana. And uh, we were talking about this on the show the other week. I was saying, I wonder how many guys can high jump their height when they're over six foot eight. <laughs> and you're six foot nine, and you've high jumped six foot nine. So uh, just take us through that jump a couple weeks ago. What went into it? How were you able to pull that off? Um, I mean, I jumped at six eight a couple times during the year, and I knew I could get it. Six seven and a half was our school record, so I really wanted to get six eight just to break it. And uh, I got six eight, and I was really excited. We all kind of expected it. And then when I went up to six nine, I'm like, yeah, I'll jump at this, just kind of like thinking, oh, yeah, maybe I could PR. 
again and I did it and I was like no way like I wasn't really expecting that I was pretty excited and yeah it was actually a really windy day so it was great that I got it on a bad weather day so when I get good weather who knows how high I can go High jump is so interesting, too, because it does seem like so often, even like the top-level college high jumpers. Like, I've talked with Lucy Corbett about this, who's at Montana State now, a big sky champion in the high jump. And she said sort of the same thing, that sometimes when you hit the big one, it's like a surprise, right? It, it, the training all comes together at one moment, and you didn't even know you could go that high, and then you do. You maybe had never even gotten that high before. So, uh, I mean, it, it's probably kind of cool when you when you do finally realize, wow, I just popped a big one. Yeah, it, it was amazing, like... I mean, yeah, I didn't really think I could go that high. Like, I always dreamed of going, like, 6'9", or 6'10", or wherever. Like, I'd love to go 6'10", but watching Noah Bouchard last year, who's at University of Colorado now, I was like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Like, that'd be cool if I could do that. I was kind of dreaming, but knowing that I'm going about as high as him now, that's pretty cool. It is pretty impressive, and I know you already have your college choice made and you're going to pursue basketball but did you ever think about uh, track as an option after high school not really i've always loved basketball but just a little bit with high jump i was like it would be cool to go somewhere to high jump or if i could do both but i know i just want to put everything into basketball yeah for sure well maybe you can uh Maybe you could talk Travis to Kieran to letting you do a high jump in the spring or something on this side. That'd be fun. Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, or maybe you're watching on the new ESPN Montana app, no matter how you're tuning in. Thanks so much for being here. It's the continuation of our Senior Spotlight, where we're going to highlight a whole bunch of the best female and male high school athletes in the state of Montana. We love doing it this time of year, recapping the senior years for uh, a variety of different athletes. Right now, Rhett Reynolds joining us. One of Class B's finest. He's a senior at Shelby High School up there on the Montana High Line. Coming to the University of Montana for men's basketball this upcoming academic year. So, Rhett, let's talk about that element of things. First of all, just take us through your recruiting process. Obviously, a lot of kids in Montana dream about becoming Grizzlies in some form or fashion. Probably the hardest way to become a Grizz is in men's basketball because they only recruit a couple guys every single year. And Montana guys seem to always have a tough time getting there. But you are the, the latest Montana guy to sign with Montana. So just take us through it. When did the Grizz first start recruiting you? When they first land on your radar? And how did this whole thing play out? So I was, it was right after my freshman year in high school. I went to a Grizz basketball camp. And I played really well. And they, they just asked, uh, like, what year I was. I started playing, like, with their guy. Like, they had lunch. So I went and played with them during that when the camp was like at a break and I played really well and so I just kind of got on their radar then they asked me if I played AAU and they came and watched me during the summer and yeah I just kind of got on the radar then and it's just kind of been ever since then have you always been a Grizz guy have you always been a Grizz fan oh yeah always I've gone to lots of Grizz games even when like there's pictures of me like two months old and I'm wearing a Grizz hat I love that that's so cool so when they first offered you, was that sort of a surreal moment? Oh, yeah, I was so excited. Like, no way. Like, my, it was pretty much my junior school. Like, just offered me. I was so excited. When when you do get offered and when you get start getting interest pretty early, then how does it all work in terms of other schools? I mean, when you first got, uh, you knew Montana was on the radar and, and in the mix for you. Did that kind of make you just 
stick and, and maybe not get recruited by other schools? Or how did it, did it work? Did other schools reach out to you? Um, yeah, there was other schools that reached out to me, but it was kind of weird because, like, when they start, could start, like, actually, like, talking to me, like, it, it was going into my junior year, which in the middle of June is when they could start actually talking to me. And no one had really seen me play yet. They, like, my AU coaches, like, told the schools about me and stuff like that but they hadn't really like seen me play and they couldn't that whole summer because it was closed to the NCAA so Montana was the only school that had really seen me all the way up till when I committed in February of my junior year so and I just knew I wanted to go there and yeah Rhett Reynolds joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio part of our senior spotlight highlighting some of the best senior athletes both boys and girls from across the state of montana well, what about the grizz basketball program? I mean, obviously you loved them since you were a kid and it's such a great atmosphere at dalberg arena but what specifically now that you're a little older have you have you learned about the program that you really like i think it's more of like my parents like they loved that when they heard that coach Shaker had a hundred percent graduation rate and a kid had been there for four years that sold them right away because as me, I'm like, yeah, I want to go be a Grizz, like, right away. They're like, just hold on, like, just give it a second. And I was like, well, they have a 100% graduation rate. My mom was sold right away when she heard that. Yeah. And, yeah. For sure, yeah, they put a high priority on academics. Um, I'm sure you spent a lot of time on campus, both maybe on a visit with the team, but also just on your own, like you mentioned, coming to games and stuff like that. But what do you think of just campus and that whole element, the school element, the academic element, all that? Um, I think it's a great college town it has a great campus and it's just i mean the the pinnacle of sports in montana like there's nothing better in montana and like compared to like la in la like it's the lakers and the clippers whereas in montana the bobcats and the grizz so i think that's pretty cool well tell people just about your senior year there at shelby when it came to basketball because i know that you guys uh had some injuries and things like that. So by the time you got to the state tournament, it was basically five guys, no subs. So uh, how were you guys able to navigate that? Just tell people sort of the scenario your senior year and, and uh, how you guys were still able to go out and win a couple games at state. Um, so at divisionals, we had a bump on the road at the semifinals. So we lost by four to Malta, and we ended up getting third at divisionals. So we made the top three teams at divisionals go to state. And we made it, and we were pretty happy and knew that we could do better, and we had a lot of work. The very first day of practice, uh, the next week, our point guard breaks his foot. So we were just scrambling, just getting our young guys going. And so we had to move a point guard, or a sophomore to point guard, and play two sophomores the whole time, and five guys, and just figuring out how to win ball games at state. The first game against the Lodgegrass was tough playing without him. But then after that, we just kind of got in the groove. And, I mean, if we had a sub, it would have been scary, I think, because we were playing good and just got tired by the fourth quarter. Coming from the Class B ranks to the Division I ranks, it's been done before, but it definitely is a challenge. So how do you think you've been able to earn yourself this opportunity? What sort of barriers did you have to sort of break down to, to get yourself noticed and, and get a chance with the Grizz? I think one of the main things is 
my AAU team was extremely good, and we played a lot of good players. Like there was, we were always playing Division One guys, and we had four on our team ourselves. So we played high level basketball, and I mean, yeah, high school basketball is like fun, like fun and stuff. But I say a lot of it's done in the AAU realm. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's awesome, man. Super cool. So tell people sort of what's your plans here these next couple of weeks. First of all, you got divisionals for track this weekend and state the following weekend. So what's uh, what's sort of on the horizon here for Rhett Reynolds these next couple of weekends? I'd like to win state and high jump and uh, place. I, I want to place in the 400 and the 200 and both relays. That's a big goal for us. And then after that, I graduate on the 29th and I go to campus on the 31st. Very cool. Well, it's a, it's a great story, and uh, you have a lot to be proud of. Rhett Reynolds joining us from Shelby, Montana. He is our latest feature on our Senior Spotlight, highlighting some of the best seniors from across the state of Montana. And, Rhett, I, I'd say we'll talk to you soon, except a lot of times we don't get a lot of freshman action, but maybe Travis Secure will make an exception this time for a Montana guy. Either way, best of luck with the rest of your senior year. And uh, best of luck at the Divisional and State Track Meets upcoming. And thanks so much for being here with us here on Nuanas Now. Thank you so much for having me on. The Advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the Advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Soaking wet I've ever been, and also one of the best times I've ever had. Gary Clark Jr. concert at the Kettle House Amphitheater two summers ago. I'm just on the blues right now. Hopefully it's not giving you the blues. Hopefully it's making you happy. It's new on us now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. We are coming to you through the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're not in studio today because we're down here at the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. We'll be hanging out here for another hour or so, so come hang out. The Sportsbet Montana gals are down here giving all sorts of swag away. They got a wheel you can spin, and for every $2 you put in the Sportsbet Montana kiosk, you're going to be entered to win the grand prize, a couple of uh, a pair of brand-new uh, AirPods. So come on down, hang out with us, Desperado, here on Russell Street in Missoula. If you missed anything in the show today, a fun show. We heard from Mike Anderson, the head coach of the Grizz hockey team, talking all things NHL and Grizz hockey. 
We also heard from a pair of Montana State standout track athletes, Elena Carter and Drake Schneider. We also had our latest student of the week, Cody Hoagland. And we also heard from Brooks Nuwana, SkylineSportsMT.com. And our senior spotlight segment, highlighting some of the best student athletes from across the state of Montana. Continued as well with future Grizz basketball player and Shelby senior, Rhett Reynolds. All of it on the Nuance Now podcast on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Go check it out. Hope you have some great plans for the weekend. It's going to be a fun one. We'll be hanging out down at Paradise Falls tomorrow on behalf of Sportsbet Montana. So come hang out with us between 1 and 4 p.m. tomorrow. And uh, in the meantime, have yourself a phenomenal weekend. We'll be back at it on Nuanas Now on Monday at 4 p.m. Stay tuned for that and enjoy yourself your Friday night. Thanks so much for being here. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.